Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast episode of the Sheepdog Nation podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. As always, I'm very excited to have you here. If you're brand new to me, I'd like to welcome you. I'd like to introduce myself to you. I am a uh, law enforcement officer who is now a life coach for other police officers. Um, I focus on teaching cops how to become respected leaders from day one in their careers. The thing about law enforcement is you have got to earn respect. And the quicker you do that, um, and the quicker you figure out that you actually are a leader uh, and not a follower, the better off you're going to be. So today's podcast episode is about being true to yourself. Yes, that's right. I, it is about staying true to yourself as an officer. And this comes from a lot of people reaching out to me, asking me for all of this advice how to be a good, you know, rookie and how to be a good supervisor and how to be a good husband and how to be a good wife and how to be all these things. And, you know, as a police officer, we deal with so much shit, right? You've, we've talked about it. You've heard me talk about it. We, we really do. We, we face, um, what really, what reality really is. We face it on a daily basis. And here's the thing. You've heard me talk about politics in law enforcement. You've heard me talk about people stabbing you in the back. You've heard me talk about, you know, people trying to schmooze or whatever to get their way to the top, right? But the thing is, is here's what I have found in my personal experience from working with clients, from being on the outside. Um, my husband is he is a state trooper, so I can be on the outside of his world, right, and looking in. And here's what I've discovered, okay? This job, in this job, we lose ourselves so easily. The moment you become a police officer, that is it. You are, that is fully who you identify with. And I don't know if the truth is, is because we, as sheep dogs, you know, who be these people who become police officers who become sheepdogs. I don't know if it's because, you know, I don't know if we are broken inside to some extent. So we have these big voids. And so we are going into this job that is a service job that is serving and protecting and putting others' needs first because by doing that, we somehow fill a void that's inside of us. And I think what happens is, I don't think I know, what happens is we just fully self-identify as quickly as we get the Superman uniform, the Batman uniform, right? I like Batman. He's my favorite. So I'm going to say Batman uniform. As soon as you get you know, that uniform, that's who you become. And everything else that you were and everything else that you've done and who you were up until like you put this uniform on, it no longer matters to you. What matters to you is being a police officer, you know, whatever level you're at, whether you're in the feds, you know, and, and 
whatever, you know, whether you're, you know, a state cop or you're a sheriff's uh, deputy or, you know, you're a city cop or whatever, whatever you do, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, it literally seems like it consumes people. It consumes us, consumes you and it changes you. Now, I'm going to be really honest. I've, I've hung around with a lot of cops, okay? I've been doing this since I've been 20 years old. I've been around cops prior to that a lot. Um, my uncle was a chief of police and and my karate instructor, uh, who was a very big role model in my life. Um, he has been in my life since I've been five years old. He was a police officer part-time, but nonetheless. And um, I actually, this is a little side note, I actually, so I've been obviously in the martial arts, like I just said, since I've been five and I was teaching, I started teaching when I was 13 years old, uh, you know, like, um, not on my own until I was like 15, but when I was 13, I was teaching and I got to teach a lot of cops, their kids. And I got to teach some cops too, which was cool. But anyways, um, you know, I've been around cops for a long time. Right. And the thing about it, the thing about cops is that that is like all cops identify as. And that's all cops want to talk about. That is all so many officers want to talk about on duty and off duty in their personal life and in their professional life. They, they just want to talk about the job. When they're on duty, they, you know, they're going to talk about all the people right? We're going to talk about all the motherfuckers in the job who aren't doing it right. Who's a fucking shit bag. Who's a shit sandwich, you know, or a soup sandwich or, you know, whatever, who can't friggin', you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. Whose boots looks like they got shined with a Hershey's bar, right? Like, yeah, you talk about that. And that's what you're talking about. And you're talking about how, you know, so-and-so can't hack it. And you're talking about how so-and-so fucked the other one right up the ass. And, you know, and, and how everything is bullshit. And, you know, you pull up car to car and you start talking shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And then when you're, you know, and then, and then while you're on duty, you're going to talk about this call and that call. And like, you're going to, you know, you're going to strategize with your officers and right. Like you should, you absolutely should. And and I'm, I just want, I'm just going to go on record and say, I'm not making anybody wrong. I'm just, I'm just telling you these are facts. Um, and so you, you know, you, you go and you pull up next to your buds and like you strategize, right? You're going to go do this. You're going to go hit this house. You're going to do a roadblock. You're just going to hammer traffic on the stretch. You're going to, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay. And then, and then you're going to, oh my God, I just pulled this person over, right? Or I just had to handle this call. Or, oh my God, did you see that crazy person? She's fucking nuts. She's still nuts. She's off her medication. She's back on fucking drugs, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then what happens? So we do our shift. We talk about it. We, at the end of shift, what do we all do? Hang around, shoot the shit, talk more about it. Maybe go catch a drink, talk more about cop shit. And then you go home. What do you do? You got to unwind. Well, what do you do to unwind? You go and you talk more about cop shit. You talk more about the shit. You talk more about the job, whatever. Talk about what this person said and that person said and how you're all fired up or how you're frustrated or how you're sad or you had to deal with this call, you had to deal with that call, blah, blah. Like you go through the stuff, right? And you're always talking about it. 
And the thing about it, Sheepdog Nation, is that you don't even you don't even realize you're always talking about it. And so if you're always talking about it, then you're always thinking about it. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of facts from my self-help uh, side. Okay. So I'm a, if you've hung around me any amount of time, then you will know that I'm a really big Tony Robbins fan. Really big. Love that guy. He helped me four or five years ago change my life in my police cruiser. Hint, hint. And, um, and anyways, and he says, he says that the human mind thinks about 70 to 80,000 thoughts per day, or check that. We think 80 to 90,000 thoughts per day. Okay. 80 to 90,000 thoughts per day. That's what we think human mind, but we repeat 60 to 70 of those every single day. So that literally means that you're only having between 10 and 20,000 new thoughts every day. That's it. So you're literally imprinting your mind every single day because every single day you're having the exact same thoughts over and over and over again. And so if you are telling yourself you're no good, if you're telling yourself you hate this job, you hate your life, you hate this person, you hate the situation, you can't do this. Oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm I'm no good. Like, fuck this. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? This is ruining my life. So-and-so is a bag of ass. Oh my God. You know, what have I done? Da, 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 da. Like over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You're literally like imprinting your mind with this belief system and you end up becoming like a hamster on a wheel. That's literally where your mind goes. And this is like where Dr. Gilmartin talks about in the emotional survival of law enforcement. This is like literally what he talks about is like, you know, we go we go up hypervigilance and then we go really low when we go down, right? And like the our mind is just on this hamster wheel constantly. And what happens, okay, fam, what happens is we lose ourselves. We completely lose ourselves. Can you see? Can you take a like just take a step back for just a moment? Uh, and we're going to talk about this because I really need this to sink in with you. You have completely lost your self-identity. 100%. You've completely lost it. You have gone from whatever your first name is, I'll use me. You've gone from Autumn to Officer Autumn, 24 fucking seven. And here's the thing about cops, okay? Everyone likes to bullshit everybody. Think about here's the thing about us, right? We love we, we need everybody to think that we're perfect. Especially in this time where we have these Instagram cops making everybody else look like a bag of ass if you don't have a six-pack fucking abs. If you know your makeup is not done if you're a female and if fucking whatever, right? Like you've got to look perfect. And here's what I'm going to just say. Like, I just want to talk about that. I'm going to hit on that for a moment. There is nothing wrong with being in shape. I'm not shitting on you. In fact, we have an interview rolling out later on this week with a very in shape um, cop and she's a badass and I respect her, but she's not sitting here saying if you don't have a six pack, you know what I mean? Like you need to be like me. She's not saying that. She's just, she's telling you get into shape, like just get into shape. Like you need to be in shape, right? And my message to you is this, as a police officer, like you don't need to have a six pack. You don't need to be able to run marathons. Here's what you need to be able to do. You need to learn how to fight. You need to be able to hold your own at a fight. 
I want you to be able to run. I want you to be strong in case, you know, you got to pick something up. I want you to be physically fit and in shape, whatever that means to you, but in shape. Okay. I don't know what you look like when you're in shape. My guess is, you know, reasonably thin, right? Without your gut hanging over your duty belt. But my guess is like, you know, not everybody has to have six packs. Like not everybody has to be super skinny and, you know, not everybody has to look like the fucking Hulk either if you're a guy, right? Like what it is to everybody is just so different. And like, I just believe that this culture has mind fucked everybody. Be in shape, but whatever that shape is to you, great, perfect. Like more power to you. Go lift weights, be fucking heavy, run, do CrossFit, fucking train jujitsu, do boxing, do all sorts of shit so that when like shit hits the fan, like you're, you can do all these things. You know what I'm saying? Like do whatever you want to do, be in shape, but don't feel so much, don't feel this pressure of that you've got to look a certain way because you're a cop. This is a job you do. This is a career you chose. It is not an identity. Okay. I mean, it kind of is. I get it. But don't lose your identity. You know what I'm saying? I just think that, you know, we lose ourselves. And as cops, like, we've we got to be perfect. Because the truth is, is this, okay? And this is the fucking reality. Is we go into everybody else's lives and we fix their problems, okay? <clears throat> we fix their problems. We go in to when it's really fucking shitty. We go in gross homes all the time. We go in to marriages that are now domestic violence cases, failed marriages, obviously. We go into a lot of problems and we are the problem solvers. I'm going to solve this problem for you. Here, I'm going to fix this for you. And so you kind of create this complex, especially if you come into this job at such a young age like I did. You create this complex in your mind you, that you can't, you can't be fucked up. You cannot be fucked up. Like your relationships have got to be on point. Your body has got to be on point. Your house, wherever you live, wherever you spend your time, your hair, you know, if you're a female, your makeup, everything has got to be on point. Your personality, how you talk, how you interact, like you've got to be this person. And to some degree, like for professionalism, like standpoints, I do agree with that. Like you do need to not be a fucking soup sandwich. Like you do not need to be getting in domestic violence fucking situations. You know what I mean? You do not need to be fighting everybody, you know, you whatever. But okay, so if we take away like the professional standpoint and we just come back down to earth to like basic like humans, right? You just need to be who you are. And, and, the best advice I could give anybody, I got asked today, the best advice I could give any rookie, any police officer who has lost their way is to go back and figure out who you are. Once you know who you are, okay, know who you are, know what you love, know what you don't love, know what you're good at, know what kind of fucking shit you're going to put up with and know what you're not going to put up with. Lay those boundaries. Know the kind of friend, know the kind of employee, the kind of coworker, the kind of officer. Know that, know who you are. Know who you are in all of those circumstances. Know who you are off duty. 
Remember who you are in your heart and as a person. Remember. And that is going to get you further in this fucking job and this career than anybody or anything else could tell you. I'm telling you right now. There is something to say about a person who knows who they are, who is sure about themselves and has the ability to lead other people in a positive direction right from the get-go. Now, listen, don't take that out of context, okay? I'm no fucking dummy. I know that when people are rookies and they're on FTO and they have, you know, they're doing their thing and I'm going to tell you right now, it's just, it's just how it is. There's no senior cop, veteran cop. There's no cop other than rookies that are going to pay attention to you and want to follow you. I understand that. But if you come in and you're a rookie and you know exactly who you are and you know what you bring to the table and you're confident, not cocky, not arrogant. And when you get off FTO and you've proven yourself, my friend, I'm telling you right now, you have no idea the potential in your career, you have no idea the potential, um, you know, even just personally that you're, you have, that you've placed on the table, that you've shown up and offered that, you know, your police agency. To me, staying true to who you are from day one and inspiring others to do the same, that's a true leader. And let's be all, let's all be real right now. We are an epidemic in law enforcement. We need real leaders. We have bullshit leaders. We have politicians. We have backstabbers. We have people with no fucking balls, no fucking backbone. We have, um, a lot of issues in law enforcement with leadership. We have, we have extremely educated patrol officers and extremely uneducated command staffs. And that's the bottom line. I worked at an agency for several years and I was the second most educated person in the entire agency. And that was not behind the police chief. I was the, uh, I was, I was just a couple of months behind, um, uh, an officer. He was a detective and he left. He was too educated for that agency. Okay. The police chief, the deputy chief, the all of them, none of them had the education that I have. Now listen, I've said this once, but I'm gonna say this again. I'm not saying that education trumps experience because it doesn't. But here's what I will say. We have a new generation of cops coming out. It's no secret. You're probably working with some millennials yourself. Everybody can shit on millennials. That's no problem you know, we got big shoulders, right? We could take it. I don't know if I'm a millennial, by the way. I have to go figure out what that age like bracket is. And they see like when you were born to figure that out. But here's the deal. Law enforcement needs innovation. And that's the way it is. We need positive changes. We need innovation. We need to start doing things a different way. We've been doing the same thing, things the same way for ever and ever and ever. And we're, we got cops getting killed. We've got cops killing themselves. We've got corrupt admin. We have, you know, we do have corrupt cops. Like I'm not going to fucking tippy toe around that. Like, I'm sure you, maybe, you know, some, I don't know. I will tell you, I'm the first person to back all cops. In fact, like anytime I ever see a headline, I'm always like, oh, well, fucking that was, that's just a headline. And there's more to that story. (laughs) Uh, I actually get into fights with many people because I'll, I'll always, always, always back a cop. doesn't matter until I find out they're corrupt, right? But anyways, what I'm getting at is it's time for change. 
it's time for, you know, innovation in law enforcement, okay? But that comes from younger cops. That comes from even you veteran cops right now. Going back and figuring out who you are and what you bring to the table and and determining what kind of person you're going to be, whether you're going to be a follower or whether you're going to be a leader. Look, we need real leaders, real leaders, leaders that lead from the front, not from behind. We need leaders that aren't fucking leading from their desks, okay? We need leaders that aren't talking shit about every employee to every other employee. We need leaders who are not playing video games while they're their entire shift, while they're supposed to be supervising their officers. I act like I know, right? Yeah, because that was what one of my sergeants, actually one of the most like respected sergeants among the among the patrolmen, that's what he used to do. And you want to know why he was so respected? Is because he stayed off everyone's back. Okay, if that tells you what kind of police department I worked for, it's fucking poison. Hostile work environment, awful. Turnover rate with seven officers within one year is crazy. But you have to understand for a police department that only employs 30 to 35 employees, that's a quite, that's a very high turnover rate. You can't compare that to like, like a Chicago PD or a Detroit, Michigan PD. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't compare that. It's a very small police department comparatively. So that's a really high turnover rate. Okay. And, and that's how that agency, that's how it operates. But we need real leaders. We need leaders who aren't just fucking, you know, I've had supervisors literally listening, letting dispatch tell them what to do. Now, don't take any offense if there's any dispatchers on here, but like we need to, we need to get fucking real with that. Like we need to, everyone needs to know what their place is. And I'm going to tell you something. As a police officer, here's how I feel about that. Yes, you are a dispatcher, and I'm going to tell you right now, I have a lot of respect for you because I could never do your job. However, do not get it twisted. You are not my boss. And I'm telling you right now, don't try to be. And these freaking dispatchers would go, and I don't know what kind of hold they ever held over the supervisors I used to work for, but man, these supervisors, no balls to these dispatchers, no balls. And you don't know how many times I'm like, all right, let's go meet out in the parking lot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let's just handle this because this is complete bullshit. Don't be that supervisor. And the only way you are not that supervisor who, you know, who who doesn't have a backbone, who just goes with the wind, who, you know, just doesn't know what the hell is going on, who does not resurrect and bring any positive change is if you don't know who you are, or if you do know who you are, but you you just put who you are like in the closet and you bypass that. Don't be that way. This this is literally like a battle cry for law enforcement, for sheepdogs everywhere. Like we need change. It is you are here listening to me because you know you you know that law enforcement needs change. You know that I can say a lot of the things that you guys can't say because. I'm not going to get jammed up the ass, all right? I work for a little, a very small police department uh, in a part-time capacity, and they're really chill about everything I say, okay? Um, You probably are not, and you could probably lose your job. Let me say what you can't, but here's the deal. I'm telling you it right now. You know we need change. I'm just asking every single one of you to stop losing sight of who you are before you became a cop because it's it's those characteristics just don't forget it's those characteristics about who you were before you became a cop that made that police department want you to be 
on a part of their police force. Don't lose your personality. Don't lose who you are. Don't lose what makes you, you. If you lose what makes you, you, you're going to become miserable. Okay. Why do you think so many cops are just absolutely miserable? They're gone because they've lost themselves. They don't know who they are anymore. All they know is that they're a cop, they're a police officer, and they're fucking, they're doing the thing. And they're working overtime. And they're trying to keep their head above the water. That's all they know. Pay attention. Look, Go look around right now in your police agency. Look at the veteran officers. Or if you're a veteran officer, go take a look in the mirror. And let's just get real fucking real with ourselves. Okay? That's the truth. You lost who you were. You've gone through multiple marriages because you lost who you are. You lost it because that person who you were before you put that uniform on, before you took that oath, that person never would have let that marriage, never would have let that person slip through the cracks. But guess what? You, that person on the inside of you, in your heart, you lost that. You let that person go because you were trying to fit in, because you were trying to survive the job, because you were trying to be liked. You were trying to do whatever you needed to do to get uh, move right up in rank, right? You will not find success in that. Go take a look. Go take a look. Mark my words. Take a look at these people. You have supervisors who are completely miserable, completely miserable because they lost themselves. They fucking schmoozed and pulled some political bullshit to get where they are, and they lost themselves. I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw a sergeant who was a hell of a guy. He was a hell of a cop. Everyone loved him. Great guy. Not a problem. He was married. And all of a sudden he becomes a fucking sergeant, gets divorced, is with some other woman, goes out on that woman. Um, he starts making awful, awful, awful decisions that ended up getting him fired um, from his agency. And all because he forgot who he was. He became a supervisor because he stabbed somebody else in the back and he said some things that he never should have or whatever, okay? And he got to where he is. He got to there and, and became miserable. He couldn't deal with himself. And it, it, and here's what you need to know, sheepdogs. It's on, a, it's on a subconscious level that we do this. It's not conscious. It's a subconscious level. But here's the thing is I'm telling you and I'm teaching you right now how to stop this, okay? Is that you stay true to who you are. Go back. Go look in the mirror. Take inventory. What are you not doing that you always used to do because you loved it? Where is your head? Where is your mind when you're daydreaming? What are you daydreaming about? Who are you not giving enough attention to? Who needs your attention? Think about it. It's probably, it could be yourself. It could be your spouse. It could be your kids. It could be your group of friends. This is the shit that no one's talking about because the truth is, it's fucking cool to be a cop, right? You go on Instagram and you get to post, you know, you're a sheepdog and you're, you know, you're a fucking Leo and you're a 5 and you're a popo and you get to, you know, put your uniform on and take some pics and you get to, you know, talk about how you're shredding and blah, blah, and you're a fucking beast and blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to tell you right now, while that's going to grow you a big account on Instagram, congratulations, I'm going to tell you about their personal lives. Nine times out of 10, their personal lives are fucked because they've completely lost sight of who they are. Okay. Very few cops 
know who they are. And I'm telling you, I was losing that too. And you know, you know what happened? Two things. Tony Robbins, he happened. And then I got hurt. I got hurt on duty and I was forced to do something different. I had to reinvent myself. And here I am. That wasn't easy. You don't think it's not hard? It's of course it's hard. I look around on social media all the time and I'm like, oh, look at this fucking, look at all these cops. You know, they're in great shape, six pack abs and, uh, you know, fucking rocking their uniforms and their, you know, all this stuff. Like, of course, of course it's hard. You guys, I got told, I got pulled off the road. I mean, that's all I ever knew. Hell, I mean, I was halfway done. I'm almost, I'm two, I'm three weeks out from a master's that I was getting in criminal justice. I mean, I was still doing that, right? Like I was on the road getting this master's and blah, blah. And I get hurt, pulled off the road. And you know what? My back will never be the same. It doesn't matter. Went for a run today. My back's killing me, you know? So, um, it is what it is. I'm just saying I've been there. I've done it. And, um, I had to figure out who I am again. And, and during those times that I've lost who I am, I am miserable. I am one miserable SOB and nobody wants to be around me. My body shows it. I gain weight. That's what I do. You may lose it. And if you do, when you get stressed out, you're a lucky bitch. But I, I gain weight. The bags under my eyes get awful. I have no fire in my stomach. I have no twinkle in my eye. And I feel like I'm just living life. I'm like, I'm just simply here. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to leave you with this. That is not how you're meant to be here. You're not meant to just be here. I promise. You've got to do those things. You've got to go within yourself and you've got to find the fire within you. Literally. Find it. Pull it out. Stoke your fire and feed your fire with all of things that you love. Okay? There's no way around it. And when you do that, you're going to show up as this cop, as this sheepdog, and you are going to become somebody that everyone wants to be around and everyone wants to be like. And at first, it may be hard, maybe a little bit of a transition. You're going to intimidate people. So at first, people may not like it. But you keep doing what you're doing. You stay positive, stay on top of your stuff, stay in shape, stay training, and you will see that you will become a leader and a leader is simply somebody who has influence other on over other people. And that will be you. And I'm telling you, there's no better feeling. Okay. If you guys are looking for any help with this, if you're like, this is awesome, Autumn. I want some more information. I want more training. What I'm going to be doing is I'm going to host a two hour, um, you know, 90 minute maybe workshop for law enforcement only. Um, and it'll be virtually you just get on. You just dial in. You can listen to me via phone. So you, it's completely private. Nobody's going to have to know your name. Nobody's going to know your screen name, nothing like that. Um, and, uh, th- we're going to be doing a training in depth. You can email me questions and I will answer them live for you. You can get on the phone with me, ask me a question live. If you want to, this is going to be an opportunity. It is going to be $50 per ticket. Uh, because I'm going to be offering a follow-up email. So you are going to be getting a little bit of, you know, one-on-one time with me. So it's going to be $50 a ticket. It's going to be very well worth it. Um, You know, how to be a well-respected leader in law enforcement and uh, especially from day one in your career. So it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're a rookie, if you haven't even started, or if you're a veteran officer, get on this training because this is not 
you will not learn this shit anywhere else. And my friends, it matters. All right. I hope you, I really hope you uh, took something away from this podcast episode. If you made it all the way to the end, as always, you're a motherfucking badass and I want to hear about it. I want to hear that you made it all the way to the end. So I want you to come over to my Instagram and comment, either DM me and let me know, or what I want you to do is I want you to um, go on to my post, comment below and tell me what your biggest takeaway was. What I'm going to be doing is you're going to see, if you're not following me at the Lady Sheepdog on Instagram, you want to be. Um, if you don't have Instagram, then email me, autumn at autumnclifford.com, um, and let me know that you want to save your seat. I'm only going to allow 20 people um, I'm only going to open this workshop up to 20 people. So, uh, tops. And, uh, so you're going to want to reserve your seat. So just shoot me an email, send me a DM, hit, you know, hit me up on Facebook. I'm pretty accessible. I'm on all platforms. Um, I'm even on Snapchat. You can snap me and, uh, say, Hey, Autumn, I want in, but I, you know, I need to know the time and place, but I want in on that. Um, and, uh, we're going to be getting, that is going to be getting up and going within the next week. Okay. And I'll be scheduling that out probably within the next two to three weeks. It'll be scheduled out. But um, again, I really hope that you learned something from this and took something away. And I hope that you can go and take inventory, go look in the mirror and take your uh, true to yourself inventory today. All right. I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Ship Duck Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.